It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, um, continuing the wings preview or position previews will end with the point guard position. So, last episode, I talked about. Rui, um, for the most part, then a little bit about Isaiah Todd, um, compared him to Chris McCullough and Devin Robinson. That's just where I see him. I still don't see him um, getting much playing time. I still see him playing with the G League team, still developing, still getting in the weight room, still getting stronger, still getting used to the speed of the game. Um, he's still very young, about 20 years old, played with the G League Ignite. Uh, for one year and then, you know, went to the pros, you know, second round pick, pick 31st of the draft, um, was involved in that trade where the Wizards traded for Aaron Holiday on the 31st pick of the draft. Um, the Wizards had, they got the Lakers pick, then they traded traded back and got a Zayatana and Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is no longer on the roster. Um, so that move didn't work out and we're still seeing the development of Isaiah Todd. Um, you know, guys were drafted behind him, like Io DeSumo was drafted behind him. Um, some other point guard options, but Isaiah Ty, you see the potential. You see the three and D potentials. You see the stretch four potential there. Um, the shot is fluid. The the stroke is good. Still has to work on his awareness and his his basketball IQ. Just learning the game um, situation, situational things. Um, when he did play in a couple of games, when he played against the Pacers, he got an opportunity to play. A lot of guys that were out with health and safety protocols. Um, I thought he ran the floor well, but he doesn't show um, – definitely has to work on his ball handling. Didn't put the ball on the floor much. Really just got the ball and passed. Didn't look to dribble or create a shot for himself. Um, he's more of a guy where he's just running the floor like a gazelle, catching lobs, running the floor, dunking on people, and knocking down threes. And with the G League Ignite, he did post up more. had more of a mid-range. He showed off some of the mid-range game. I didn't see that in that game. And I didn't see much of that in the summer league either. Didn't see much of the mid-range game. Didn't see a lot of self-creation either. Um, so those those were just the observations that I saw for Isaiah Todd. 
um, was definitely he, he shot the three a lot. And the broadcaster said, I don't know, I can't remember whether it was Doris Burke or some somebody else who said it there that I want to see more than just him sh- settling and shooting threes. You know, when you do knock down a three, can you do a pump fake and get somebody up in the air and go to the basket? And that's what Chris Tapps has done really, really well and did really, really, really well in those 17 games where he stretched the floor, somebody came out to him, put the ball, he you get right past the big and get to the basket. I think Isaiah, Isaiah Todd is capable of doing that. When he gets that down, we can put the ball on the floor and feel comfortable doing that and get to the basket. I do want to see him post up more. They didn't really call a lot of post ups for Isaiah Todd in the summer league. I just didn't see that. And, you know, he, some of the brute strength, you know, he's not backing anybody down, but, you know, can you face up, jab, and get by somebody or, or you know, some, some type of, you know, post move to go to in his repertoire? I do want to see him work on that and have some go to moves in a post or the mid range game. I do want to see him do that rather than just settling for threes. That's the improvement areas. But I love the athleticism. I love the way he runs the floor. Uh, I love his defensive intensity as well. Um, I thought he played really well in that last game. I can't remember which team it was. The Wizards ended up winning that game, but I thought he showed his potential in that game for sure. So um, so from the ring spot, I'm, I'm going to touch on Kyle. I'm going to talk about Kyle Kuzma. I was going to talk about Denny. I'll probably, if I can get to Denny uh, towards the end of the episode, I'll, I'll talk about him. But um Kyle Kuzma I think he definitely earned a starting spot he's a guy where you know he's he's supposed to be part of a of a, of a big three for the Washington Wizards with Bradley Bill Kyle Kuzma and Chris Porzingis. now it may not be a big th- a big three in my opinion I already talked about this before is like a like a Karan Butler Gilbert Gil Gilbert Karan Anton that was the Wizards big three the Wizards with John Wall and Brad they didn't have a big three they had a, they had a house of guards and then they had guys around them that really fit well they play well around them like Gortat, Nene, Riza, other guys. Um, the Wizards had a legitimate big three with Gil, Karan, and Anton. They they were all-stars. So for for a big three, in my opinion, you have to be all-stars. You can have a solid three. I think they're a solid three. I think they can definitely compete, and they're going to be very competitive. Kyle Kuzma had a heck of a year last year. He had a really great year. Um, rebounding the ball, passing the ball, scoring the ball, being clutch. Uh, he had a 25.22 rebound game that hasn't been done since Chris Webber in, in a Wizards or in the Washington franchise. That hasn't been done since Chris Webber. Uh, I, I, I got to see if it was in a Bullets jersey or in a Wizards jersey, but that hasn't been done since Chris Webber. So Kyle Kuzma, he put up some crazy numbers. They didn't always result in wins, but he was very clutch too. Found a stat. I talked about this earlier in the summer too, where um, this is per Stat Muse, where most three pointers made in the clutch last season. Uh, Kyle Kuzma hit 17 three-pointers made in the clutch. First was Fred Van Vliet. Kyle Kuzma was second out of all NBA players last year in clutch three-pointers. So let's look at the raw numbers here. This is a contract year for Kyle Kuzma coming up. So it's a big year for him. It's it's a contract year for Will Barton. It's a contract year for Kyle Kuzma. It's a a contract year for Rui Hachimura. It's a player option year for Chris Tass. But I'm just going to keep it on the wings. Denny is not a free agent or restricted free agent until after next season. So guys are fighting. They're fighting for minutes. They're fighting for spots and they're fighting for contracts too. So last year we had the same situation where guys, you know, were coming up as free agents and Bradley Bill talked about it. And he said, you know, guys had different agendas. I don't, we'll see how that goes this year. Um, Bradley Bill as as a leader brought that up in an interview. So we'll see if that impacts the way guys play this year, which I I don't think it will. I really don't. Um, But Kyle Kuzma, looking at those numbers from, from basketball reference, this year, uh, this past year, the 2022 season, he averaged 17 points a game, um, three and a half assists per game, eight and a half rebounds a game, 
eight and a half rebounds a game. That really stood out to me, the way he was boarding this year. And, you know, before he's he's had 18 points a game, you know, before LeBron came to the Lakers and Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma was the leading scorer for those teams, or he was the best scorer on those teams. They were young teams that weren't winning many games, but he was putting up numbers. His rookie year put up 16 points a game. 2019 put up 18 points a game. Then he had a different role as a 3 and D guy, as, a, as you know, just a catch and shoot guy. Didn't really have the ball in his hands. His usage rate went, went down, had a different role. Went down to 12 points a game in 2020 and then 12 points a game in 2021. Then with the Wizards, has a bigger role. Usage rate goes up 17 points a game. Eight boards a game. Seven, 7.4 defensive rebounds a game. Kyle Kuzma is 6'10". And he started to play like it. In the beginning of the year, he was a little, he was a little inconsistent. Went through health and safety protocols. Then he emerged, found his role. Some guys were out, and the roster consolidated for a couple games, and I think he really just emerged after that. Um, 33.4 minutes per game, played in 66 games, started 66 games. Now, they sat him at the end of the year so they could see what they had in their young guys. They wanted to see what they had in Rui. They wanted to see more playing time from Denny. Um, They said he had a lower body injury, but I I definitely think he could have played. If they were making a playoff push, I think he definitely would have played. So 45% from the field, 34% from the three. Uh, shot five threes per game. Free throw line, shot 71% from the free throw line. He's never been a, a great free throw shooter. You know, his rookie season shot 70% from the free throw line, 75% from the free throw line his sophomore year. So he's been in the 70s or high 69% in 2021. So never has been a, really a great free throw shooter for the most part. Um, I do want to go over some things for him con- contractually, really, and just compare him to other small forwards and just the minute distribution. Of course, for him, when I'm looking for him, I guess homework type of thing. Um, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Betting season is going to heat up, man. Football season's coming around. Football season is almost here. September 11th is the first game. Actually, they play on Thursday. Uh, I got to look at. I think it's the Bills and the Rams play on Thursday. I can't wait for that. I'm definitely going to place my bets for that one. But and definitely do it at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline with the game starts. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. So looking at how much he played at small forward and power forward, Kyle Kuzma played uh, 3% at the small forward spot last year and 85% at the power forward spot. Now, KCP did play the three a lot. 
And I think Will Barton is basically going to take that 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 basically that that position or role um, as KCP. Now, Will Barton can put the ball on the floor better than KCP. Um, so that's just how I that's how I see it shaking out with West. Now he played twelve percent at twelve percent of the time he played at the center spot. Kyle Kuzma can be a small ball five. He can play. He can be a small ball five. Now the Wizards could have a lineup with Kuz at the three, Gaff at the four. I mean, I'm sorry, not Gaff at the four, but Porzingis at the four, and then Gafford at the five. Now, like I said, it would be very different because you know in, in Kuzma in the 2021 season he played 52 percent at the small four position, 48 percent at the power four position. 2020, this is per basketball reference. 2020, he played in the championship year, in the bubble year, he played 9% at the small four position and 88% at the power four position. Um, for the most part, he, the, the, high, yeah, the highest he played at the small four position was in 2021 with the Lakers. Um, so he's capable of doing it. I mean, he's a versatile wing. I think he can guard two, three through five for the most part. I think he can guard some twos here and there, may, maybe some point guards here and there. Um, but small ball five, they want to go that small ball lineup with all wings. If everybody can get playing time to, you know, get everybody on the floor and some versatility here and some switchability that Rui Kuz, Denny lineup interchanging. I think that would be a solid lineup where we switchability, you can space the floor. Rui's knocking down threes. Kuz can knock down threes and Denny can play make off that pick and roll with those guys. And they can run the floor in transition too. And they can move their feet. Once they get the rebounds, just push it and go because all of them can hit all those guys can handle the ball. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see that lineup now. Minutes, minute distribution for Kyle Kuzma. Looking at that too, he averaged uh, 33.4 minutes a game. He's, I think, his minutes. Uh, if if I would say, I, I think they might go up a little bit. I think he's going to get 35 minutes per game. To be honest with you, I think he's going to have another good year. Now the scoring may go down, maybe from like 17 to 16, just because Porzingis is going to get his shots. Brad's going to get his shots. Will Barton's going to get his shots too. Um, Monte Morris will score here and there. Uh, Rui off the bench, but I, I think Rui's. I, th- I think I think Kuz is going to have another good year again, where they're going to they're going to need him on the floor, especially in the clutch too. He's going to be in that closing. He's got. He has to be in that closing lineup <laughs> in every game. The Cavs game, knocking down that three when we were ten and three. Uh, this the Sixers game. He had a clutch block on Joel Embiid, not only offensively but defensively. He was clutch too. The Chicago Bulls game where, unfortunately, we lost to um, with a DeMar DeRozan buzzer beater. And then Kyle Kuzma hit a clutch three to put us ahead against the Pistons in Detroit, where he's from, in that homecoming game for Kyle Kuzma. So um, Kuz was a baller, man. He had, he had a really good year. I do want to see how how it goes with Brad and Porzingis. And I really don't like the narrative that Kuzma was balling when guys went out. I don't think that's true at all when the Bulls game is an example of how well he played with Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill himself has said he's intrigued to see a lineup with Kuz, Zingas, and Gaff. So they're both looking forward to playing with each other this this upcoming year. Kuz has been a great vocal leader as well. And that bodes well for him too. Um the Bulls game where where Brad had 27 points and 17 assists. Kyle Kuzma had a great game that that game as well. And they really played really well off of each other. Um Kyle Kuzma led the team in double doubles led the team in, in total rebounds, led the team in total points this year as well. Uh, he was a double-double machine. You know, from Christmas to March 4th, really right before they sat him down, he was averaging 21.6 points a game, 9.7 boards a game, 48% from the field and 36% from the three-point three line. He had 15 double-doubles in that span. So he was consistently getting to the basket, getting to the rim. That floater game, I love his floater game. I love the wet one-legged shots that he does. He has somewhat of an unor- unorthodox offensive style. Uh, to his game, and then you know you saw in the pro am, you know who cares about pro ams, but he has sixty seven points 
Did he have 60? It was ridiculous how many points he put up in that game. But Kuzma can ball, man. I'm intrigued to see. Now, like I said, minute distribution, I think 35 minutes per game. He is the clear-cut starter. Can they have a legitimate big three with these guys? You know, can Porzingis have an all-star year? Brad have an all-star year, and Kyle Kuzma just have a, a really, really good year where they all ball out and just play off of each other. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see these guys play together. I really am. They didn't because Brad didn't get to play with with Porzingis much, and Kuz didn't really get to play with Porzingis much either. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see how these guys feed off of each other and play with each other. Now I think the starting lineup, if they do do that big lineup with Kuz, Gaff, and Zingas, it will be intriguing. But I just I think starting off, it's going to be Kuz at the four and then Gaff at the five. So. I have Kuz starting and getting the most minutes out of all the wings. I think he's going to get more minutes than Denny, more minutes than Rui, more minutes than Will Barton. I think he's earned it for sure. And he's been healthy. He's been healthy for the most part, too. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, now, contractually, this is a contract year for Kyle Kuzma. He's getting paid $13 million per year. Um, just looking at the other contracts that you would compare him to or the other players that are comparable, I look at Harrison Barnes. Right now, he has a four-year, $85 million deal, $21 million per year. You look at a guy like Jeremy Grant, who the Wizards were rumored to have interest in trading for. He's with the Blazers now. Um, he's getting paid three years, $60 million, a $20 million contract. Um, Bohan Bogdanovich, the former Wizard with the Utah Jazz, is getting paid four years, $73 million, $18 million per year. And then you look at Duncan Robinson, who's a shooter, five years, $90 million per year. OG Ananobi. Four years, $72 million per year. So that's $18 million per year. Um, Jonathan Isaac, four years, $69 million. Same thing with Lord Markinen, four years, $67 million. So $16 million. So I would, Davies Bertans, five years, $16 million per year. Five years, $80 million. We already know that deal that the Wizards gave Davies Bertans. Um, and just another guy on the list, Will Barton's getting $15 million per year. So, you know, would Kyle Kuzma take a hometown discount? You look at Dor- Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith. That's another comparable player. He's getting $13 million per year. So I do think Kyle Kuzma is going to get more than $13 million per year. He's definitely going to do more than that. Uh, let me double check if he has a player option this year. So it is a player option this after this year. So it's a player option. He can either opt into that $13 million deal, or if he has another season like he did this year, he's definitely opting out of that and taking more money. I just hope the Wizards don't let him walk. But we'll see how things go at the trade deadline. I don't see them trading him. I don't think it would be wise to trade him. I know – Wizards, Wizards uh, fans and social media have some, you know, uh, PTSD with what happened with Bertans. You know, do you want to trade him and get value? I would not trade Kyle Kuzma. I would definitely keep him on the roster. I think he's a guy that you build around, vocal leader, and not just that. He he played really well on the floor too. Um, homework for him is I, I think he's going to get twenty million dollars. I do. I, I see him getting around around, if not eighteen, at least twenty. Because I think he, he's he's just I think. Jeremy Grant is a comparable player. I think I think he was better than Jeremy Grant last year. I like Jeremy Grant a lot. PG County guy, uh, great player. I really like Jeremy Grant a lot. Same thing, Bogdanovich. I think he was more impactful than Boyan Bogdanovich. John Collins too, which you know the Wizards are interested in trading for John Collins. I don't know how much more interest they have, but it's a lateral move. It's like you know what's the point of trading for John? John Collins is making twenty five million dollars per year. 
if you're gonna trade Kuz, Kuz and Kuz is Kuz played better than John Collins last year, in my opinion. So there's really no point in trading for John Collins. It doesn't really make the team better. I know it will consolidate the roster, but just thinking about the hypotheticals and the trade proposal that I talked about with Brad Rowland from Locked On Hawks, I don't see a point. You don't you don't really get much value back trading Kuzma, who impacted the game just as much as John Collins and can create a shot for himself. That's the thing too. Kyle Kuzma was a great shot creator. We don't we just don't have a lot of those guys. We're towards the end of the year. We were throwing the ball to him consistently because a lot of guys just couldn't create a shot for themselves in the clutch. And we had to give the ball to Kyle Kuzma when Brad was out. Um, and, it was some, and a lot of times when Brad is there, Kyle Kuzma is the mo- most clutch guy on the team. So giving up a first round pick and Kyle Kuzma and another player for John Collins to me just doesn't make much sense because I think Kyle Kuzma is just as good as John Collins, in, in my opinion. He really is. Um, so, yeah, the contract, I, I said 20 mil. Now, homer for Kyle Kuzma. I would say um, some decision-making here and there. Uh, definitely improving from the free-throw line. Definitely improving from the three-point line. I thought he did a good job knocking down threes. Um, defensively, he was a little inconsistent. Got to move his feet more here and there. Um, sometimes the tunnel vision with the ball handling. But other than, other than that, I, I thought he played really well. And I think he really definitely can be a third piece. Uh, most likely won't get to Denny today. But I will get to Denny on the next episode and Anthony Gill and Will Barton as a wing, too. Um, you guys let me know what you guys think about Kyle Kuzma this upcoming year, what you guys want to see from him. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Rocking with me this summer. It's been a fun summer. It's almost winding down. I know a lot of the the the, the students are back in school, so summer's almost wrapping up. Football is almost back. The season's almost back. And then the Wizards have their first preseason game September, September 30th, so I can't wait. Um, now, for your second lesson, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell to Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.